Good evening and welcome back to another celebratory edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's going on, Rob? Nothing. I mean, 4-0. What else can you say? <laughs> are, are you dry? Like- I, I am. I, I sat out the game. I was supposed to have kid <laughs> baseball Saturday morning and they canceled it, but I'd already you know, yep. declined yep. the tickets or yes. giving away yep. our tickets. So yep. I watch it from the comfort of my living room. And I got to tell you, man, from from yep. the, that perspective, it looked rough. So hats off to you and anybody else who played <laughs> those elements. It did not look like a fun game to be in the stadium. Yeah, it was rough. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but I will say, really fun show tonight. We're obviously delighted with just all things JMU at the moment, uh, particularly JMU football. This is just I don't know. The run continues. We're going to ride it as long as we can. Uh, it's really fun. Tonight, we're going to do our normal show. Uh, big thanks to Steve Buckhans again last week for the time. Um, very generous with us. It was a lot of fun talking with him, especially hearing some old stories. Driving to the Cap Center, Rob, to <laughs> cover know, the team. Yeah. Um, funny stuff, but it's good for us. And as always, we're brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the shop anytime. I should say that uh, Brian actually gave me some copy here, Rob. So here we go. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, they actually have – they wanted everyone to know that their news is better than you might think after kind of a rough weekend weather-wise in that they're expecting better weather this week. And this was a big boost in the water flow uh, for them that they had been needing. So for all of our anglers out there, it things are getting – much improved this week. Uh, conditions are stepping up. You can go to their website, uh, mossycreek.com, and um, probably saying that wrong. Just Google Mossy Creek Fly Fishing. Mossy Creek Fly Fishing. Yeah, yeah. Mossy Creek Fly Fishing. Um, and you can check out, like, they have like a video forecast every week about the conditions and everything. Um, but the big news is that the, they totally transformed the shop this weekend in the rain. They obviously didn't have a lot of trips this weekend with the weather or anything. So they had all their people in there and they totally, like, you know, got rid of the summer and they are, have hundreds of new items in there for full fall. Uh, in particular, all the things that we all needed this weekend and will continue going forward, like a whole new selection of flannels, sweaters, hoodies, vests, jackets, mm-hmm. um, you know, for fishing, travel, or even a trip to the local brewery. So, yeah. you know, check out Mossy Creek Fly Fishing whenever you're in town. If you mention the podcast, you'll get a free sticker. Um, but big thanks for those guys. I, I definitely... uh. Went in there and checked out some rain pants this weekend, Rob. So, yeah, no, yeah. it's not bad. Get get you some Sims. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, anyways, really fun. And then the other thing is we're going to repost. We're not going to add it to the show tonight, but we did a really great show this summer when we were kind of doing our Get to Know the Sunbelt series. We had a really cool guest, Kara Ritchie, and she is a like actual professional at this stuff um, who covers Arkansas State out there in the Memphis slash Northwest Ar- or Northeast Arkansas area. And we're going to, she, we had a really fun time talking to her this summer. So at the end later this week, basically we're going to repost that conversation from earlier this summer. Cause there's a lot of good stuff about like, you know, local restaurants and breweries and the history of a state and all this cool stuff. And just for any Dukes that might be making the trip, especially, you know, we know there's some Texas and Oklahoma folks might be making the trip. Um, it's a good one to check out. So big yeah, it was great. Honestly, yeah. she was probably my favorite guest from that whole series of other some bills. Everybody was very generous with their time, but yes. I had the most fun talking to her and she knows her stuff, it, particularly if you're going to Jonesboro this weekend, yeah. definitely check that out. Get the lay of the land from her and uh, have a good time this weekend. Yeah. And she's a great follow on Twitter this week. It's mm-hmm. at Kara Ritchie. Um, you can 
searcher it's with a k um but really good really good follow for all things arkansas state there was a lot of butch jones content today just yes. making, making me laugh yeah so and um, st louis cardinals too Star oh yeah cardinals and also fans. the cardinals yes yeah she had a yeah, I, don't, I won't talk. Both of us shouldn't talk about any of our professional teams this week, right? <laughs> well, I can talk about the Giants, but it's too soon for the Mets. I'm still in mourning, and I will just get angry if I even think about it. <laughs> no, it's just awful. I'm sorry. I, I felt bad. I'm like, I was kind of glad. I guess tonight was rained out, right, or something? Yeah, so. I, I seriously can't talk about it. I'm not okay, kidding right. when I say I will get angry. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, let's move on to something happier, which is yes, please. Uh, JMU 40, Texas State. 13? 13, I, yeah. I have to say, even I caved there in the last five minutes. Um, we're going to do four downs. Rob, I'm taking first down this week because we got to talk about the weather. I'm sorry for... Okay. Because I, I... So the funny thing is there was some conversation back and forth between you and others online mm-hmm. uh, this week of, this weekend about the weather and in particular the, uh, the, the camera that appeared to be... The submarine. Under yeah. the ocean at one point, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, anybody who was watching this game on television, you have no idea how bad the weather was. Like, it was so terrible. I've been to a lot of bad weather games. Like, we had a lot of conversations this weekend about Montana 08. That was a really cold day. Obviously, Sam Houston was a really cold. Soft Houston was a really cold day. Cold and dry are easy compared to rain. Rain's uh, the worst. Rain's the worst. Yeah. I was there at Northern Iowa. I, even the Northern Iowa game had, like, it, it kind of cleared out by halftime. It was not nearly that rainy. This weekend was just awful. There was no respite whatsoever. It was blowing. I mean, it would just be sprinkling versus blowing sideways into your face. Well, it clearly was blowing sideways because yeah. the sideline camera looked like <laughs> the poor cameraman must have had a snorkel. I mean, yeah. we were joking around about it yeah. uh, online with a bunch of friends and everything. It was hilarious. Like, I, I don't... I, I shouldn't yeah. be laughing because I'm sure whoever was manning the camera did not see the humor in it. No, no. But man, it, it did come across on TV how bad it was. Like that's what I think everybody, certainly that I was drunk, was like, goodness gracious. Like the fact that you had sideline cameras that looked submerged in water and then you had other cameras are perfectly clear was indicative of the fact that it was swirling and going sideways. You know, yeah. it, it looked it looked tough to be a fan. And tough to be a player in that sort of weather. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the game became really ridiculous. I actually was very impressed with both JMU fans. Mm -hmm. Um, For a poor parents weekend crowd, I I was really impressed with the number of people who were at the game, at least for the first half. Yeah. It was a substantial crowd, like much more substantial than early round playoff games we've seen in the past. Um, And people were were getting better as a fan base at preparing for this. Um. You didn't I had see people re- like in flannel shirts. No, no. I mean, I felt bad. Like the swimming and diving team was definitely like they should have just worn their swimsuits. Like yeah. they, they were recognized at one time out and they just looked soaked. But like I tailgated with a great group, Rob. Um, our buddy Jeff Duvall, who's a good friend of my brother, um, tailgated with his group over in Godwin quite a bit. Shout outs to Brian, Eric, Ben, Matt, and company. I'm sure I'm missing a few. Uh, but really fun day. And like, I just, I noticed our fan base is very getting much more prepared for this kind of weather with the tents and the ponchos and the raincoats. People were ready this weekend. It wasn't terribly cold unless you weren't prepared for it, but it was just, there was just no let up in the rain. It never stopped raining. It was just awful. <laughs> like, yeah. so, um, and, and the same thing, I was impressed with the team. I mean, I, I thought even Signetti wasn't that mad about the turnovers. Like, 
you really couldn't be mad. <laughs> like there's just no way to hold to, to play normally in that weather. Yeah, and also like I don't know if you saw it on the replay. The one was it black that fumbled? Like yeah, the he, one that got popped up early. I yeah, just, I don't know how you don't fumble every time in a normal play, but particularly like that, it oh, was yeah. just a. It was the, the defender just you know hat right on the ball. I don't oh. know what you're going to do. Yeah, um, particularly when it's wet. So yeah, it it. I know you're saying. It was yeah. bad and didn't come across on TV. It, it must did. have been really bad because it looked miserable on television. And if you're telling me it was even worse, yeah, it I, I got to well, And it, it was a weird game too because, right, JMU got out. Actually, I missed the most exciting part of the game. I went down to the bathroom before halftime when it was 10 nothing, thinking like, oh, okay. And then that was when I came back and it was 19 nothing. And I was very confused. <laughs> oh, was that the safety fumble? Yeah, it was the safety. Um, and then interception we return. And then we intercepted yeah. return. And I was very confused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was really good. I, I got caught talking down there and had, it was a great day all the way around. I mean, we, I had a good time, but um, yeah. So that, that my first down thing was the weather and just, I was impressed with the team um, playing hard, big, it was a big, big advantage to be the home team. That's not to say JMU would have had trouble with Texas state anywhere, but this was one of those games where like, it just looked miserable to be a visiting player or fan. Like you don't want to be out there at all. <laughs> particularly like, when you go down like they did yeah you know, even exactly 19 yeah. nothing as we know is not an insurmountable lead to yeah. overcome based on on last week well, for but 19 down when it's wet and cold and you don't want to be there it's yeah. just a whole different connotation it is yeah so i don't know what about you what was your first takeaway rob or second down whatever latrell palmer yeah uh, is, yeah good call. Uh, on a on a game when they needed him um they threw the ball pretty well Ironically, you know, and, yeah, and I guess a lot of quarterbacks will tell you that the wind is worse than uh-huh. the rain yep. when it comes to passing, yep. but it's still, still definitely is impacted. But I thought he was terrific on a game when they really needed him. Uh, yep. He had comments afterwards about how these are his favorite games to play in because nobody wants to try to tackle a big running back. And it was like, it gave him that extra boost of confidence. Like he was initiating contact, but I also thought he was more patient than we've seen mm-hmm. him in the past. You know, he didn't like scamper he did a lot of lateral movements if this yep. makes sense like he'd go up and then he'd just shuffle to the side mm-hmm. which was perfectly appropriate the way the line was setting up but it also appeared to be better from a traction standpoint mm-hmm. you know it wasn't easy to cut i'd imagine on that but i just thought he showed tremendous patience and then was just finishing these runs in kind of punishing fashion so uh to me it was like an old school football performance where you just hand it off to your to your big back and let him go but he was great, you know, three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I think by far his best overall game in a Yeah, a couple uniform. catches that were really important too. He had two catches. And that's, yeah, I mean, really... two catches doesn't sound like a lot, but, you know, they pretty much threw to Van Horse last year in terms of running backs. They didn't really yeah. get Palmer involved. So I just thought he was absolutely fantastic and um, did exactly what he said he was going to do, which is just make guys pay in the cold and the wet. So. Well, and same thing for him. He fumbled again, and I've been frustrated he did. with his fumbling, but in this environment like i just i wasn't mad at anybody for fumbling this weekend like it, it just was crazy weather-wise you know um and yeah latrell has been such a we've been so spoiled rob like he has been such a stalwart these last two seasons when we've had we've had these big running back rooms and then we have injuries yeah and i don't know what happened this weekend but like so Percy played a little bit this week. I was very confused because he didn't start, and then he played in the second quarter, and then he when Black went out, they put him and in. And then Black got went out. I think he might again. Did they say? I think he hurt a hand or a thumb or something on the fumble on the play that caused the fumble. Yeah. He did come back in for 
one carry later in the game. So I was, I don't know. Anyways, it was just confusing because clearly Black was nicked up. Percy's coming back. They played Van Horse, and Van Horse had that huge play early in the game on the, the, the forty-six yard yeah, catch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this was Latrell's game, and you know Latrell really carried them last year at times when they had all the injury problems. Yeah, but yeah. He's just been such a stalwart for this. But he team. just did it like grinding yeah. out four mm-hmm. or five yard carries. I think he had one for eleven and one for twenty-five. But the rest of them were just those like, "Hey, I'm going to get you four yards on first down." Yep. And set up, you know, it was just really effective. Mm-hmm. wasn't flashy, but I, I thought it was a joy to watch. I'm somebody who really likes watching running backs play, mm-hmm. and I just I had a blast watching him run. Yeah, it was great. That's he was one of mine on the list too. I and and to his, I have no like, I hated the fourth down call, the fourth and goal call. Yeah, I just didn't like like if you're gonna I liked going, goal, for oh, it, I liked clear. going for it too. Yeah. But the, I didn't like playing to the, the short side. side. Yeah, it was a weird. I don't know. It's just like. Give Centeo a chance or give mm-hmm. – if you're going to give it to Latrell, give it to him up the middle. Like, yeah, I don't know. That was just a weird play call. Um, didn't love it, but I did love going for it. I hope they keep I, – I love this gambling you know, riverboat Signetti here uh, mm-hmm. that we developed last week. So my second one, Rob, was just – it's funny. This was the game – I didn't go to Norfolk State, so this was the first time I've been back since the middle game or first game I've been to. I, I didn't go to – I obviously didn't go to App. Um, and just, I am so impressed and I didn't know coming to this season. I think we didn't know what to say, Rob, but JMU's overall team speed is incredible. And I'm so impressed with the way it has translated. Like, I I think I just didn't realize at, at the FCS level, how much of a gap there was between JMU and other people. And now seeing it at the FBS level is crazy. I mean, there were some plays. The Van Horse play was the first one offensively that I thought of. But Reggie Brown just like ran around four guys at one point mm-hmm. to get a first down. Like, and these are not the guys I think of as the speed demons, you know. Um, on defense, though, is where I was just Chuck Winnecke made that play, like clo- just killing a guy, <laughs> like closing so quickly. Torres Jones, Jalen Walker. Even Francis Meehan had one where he came from forever across the field to stick like on a third and forever to stop a guy short. Like I just, there's so much speed all over the field for JMU. And I think I've just taken it for granted in the past couple of years. And maybe it just stands out more because I'm assuming that these other teams have more that, or, you know, at the same level. And mm-hmm. I'm just consistently surprised by how many plays JMU is making just athletically. <laughs> they're just they have good players i think signetti said it this weekend he's like we have really good players like maybe we yeah. always did yeah so yeah when we talk about athleticism i think that tends to translate into big plays yeah and they had a lot of big plays on offense you know they had five five big plays you know they're 46 yards to a van horse that you mentioned then they had what a 28 yard to thornton play. i mean thornton's uh, ball skills are incredible. yeah they had a 24 yarder to green 20 mm-hmm. another 27 yarder to thornton 34 yards to thornton not even mentioning the one that should have, could have been to Ravenel, which would have been 35, 40. Like they were taking their shots and doing it in both the passing game and the running game. You know, Santeo had a couple 25 yard plus uh, runs mm-hmm. and stuff. So they definitely can get out there and get in those one-on-one matchups. You yep. really see the athleticism where they can exploit, exploit weaker players. For sure. Uh, what's another one that you had, Rob? Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, can, can we talk about just the defensive effort? Yeah. In general? The line is unbelievable. Yeah. So good. Yeah. What did they have? Like five tackles for loss, seven, seven tackles for loss, I think. Uh, and all the I, things we've been talking about, what they're doing for the way that Walker and Taurus Jones are looking mm-hmm. is entirely a reflection of how well the defensive line is playing. You yeah. Know, they're just free to just fly around the field and hit people and make plays. Yeah. Like, because they're never touched by guards getting to the second level or anything. It's just awesome. And <laughs> yeah. Walker in particular is a guy who really just stepped up mm-hmm. with Tucker Dorsey transferring. He had an opportunity to really yep. get some playing time. And man, has he answered the bell. Mm-hmm. You know, that's two weeks in a row with game-changing interceptions. Uh, his return was amazing. he went from like athlete jumping up to catching it to like mike allstott just bouncing off people you know i actually enjoyed the dudley barlow commentary on that like Mm -hmm. we gotta move him to the running back room yeah yeah Yeah. it was just funny because he i mean he ran like a fullback too like both hands on the ball and just Mm -hmm. bowling balling through so uh he was he was fantastic sam kidd again like didn't have any huge oh, plays. I yeah. think he recovered a fumble, but he just always seems to be in the right he also place. Caused the fumble that yeah. Taurus Jones got, or yeah, I don't remember how it all, but he caused the first fumble or interception, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then recovered the one later. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like, it, and they're just killing people on the line. And mm-hmm. if you do that against any team, you're going to have a shot. If you give the quarterback, you know, if you get him running or back on the heels all day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to tip things in Jamie's favor. So I don't know, like the first couple of weeks when you're like, oh, they've only given up, you know, 70, 80 yards rushing. You're like, eh, sample size. And you know, let, let's not read too much into it. We're four weeks into this. Four yep. great wins, three dominating wins. But the defense has been great in all of them. You know, so yep. I, I'm, I'm thinking big things for, for this team defensively. Yeah. And as we move forward, I mean, one of the interesting things, we're going to get to the Arkansas State preview, but the defense has had a chance to the dominating wins have been really important too. Like obviously the app game was super close and they played great, but like, you know, we've been really high on Chauncey Logan, Mm -hmm. for example, with good reason, still a freshman who's growing and he got smoked on the double move Mm -hmm. for the Texas state touchdown this week. And he kind of got beat on one of the app, the early app touchdowns, but he's come back and made big plays later. Like, it's that been jump nice. shooters mentality. Yeah. Yes. And it's been really good. Like that. They've been able to work these guys in without, I don't know. I mean, we'll see this weekend is going to be a very different challenge. I think for them, because I think there's real speed game changing speed on the Arkansas state offense. You know, we can talk about what we think about Arkansas state as a whole unit, but um, you know, they're going to be cha- Some of those guys are going to be challenged more this week, I think. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, but that's been fun. And then pretty like, to, like putting them in third and long too. I think oh yeah, yeah. that's been key. I mean, they didn't give them a lot of third and two, third and threes. It was like third and nine, third mm-hmm. and eight, and so they they held them to two of twelve in third down conversions. If you so, leave this defensive line, if you put this defensive line in a third and long situation, you're just asking. You're in trouble. trouble. You're yeah. in real, real trouble against this group. And you know they didn't even have Kamara for most of this game, but like. It, they just keep cycling through. And I, I don't know. I just, I keep being so impressed with Carpenter and Edwards on the inside. They're just causing so many problems for offenses and freeing up all those other Ukwu, Chukwuneki, all these other guys to make plays. So but like, I don't think they had a sack, which is interesting because I still think that the defensive line was dominant. And usually you'd look to that in, in the terms of stats for the statistics, but 
they just did a great job of making it difficult for the quarterback and kind of keeping him contained. Yeah. Um, which is good. I think that's going to be the right approach this weekend against Blackman. I don't yeah. think you want to get that guy. You don't want to be chasing him in space and letting him take off with his feet. No. And, and we saw something this week. I mean, Texas state, that running back Perry pair, I don't know. He was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was. a good player. Um, and Jamie, but Jamie really, I mean, they had a couple, they almost broke one early, but Jamie really bottled it up, locked down and shut it down until that last, I mean, I guess there was that drive in the fourth quarter when I was making my way out in the, free, in the cold rain. They um, literally scored on the last play of the game. Last play of the game. And I think yeah. most of that drive, like they gave up, Jamie gave up, you know, considerable yardage on that drive and Signetti got, did. got to whine that, about That was the ones bit. against twos though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just... It, I don't know, but it's been just a great performance and so much fun to watch JMU get the love this early. I, I don't, I, I certainly didn't expect this, Rob. I didn't expect a four zero start. Um, no, I didn't either. And and in some ways, like I'm not going to tell you that Texas state is Alabama or anything. I think they're definitely a program that's got some things to work out, but, but they did have some talent and there was every reason to think that this could have been a letdown game or a trap game. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It was kind of the the typical slow blowout JMU fashion where like the game was never in doubt. I never really thought JMU was going to lose, but it looked like it was going to be one of those ones that the score just didn't do it justice. You know, I yeah. thought, I honestly thought it'd be one of those ones where JMU went up like, you know, 28 nothing, then the other team rattled off, you know, 17 points or something. You're like, oh, whatever. It was never, never close. But they just leaned on them, leaned on them, leaned on them. Then you look up and it's like, whoa, four score lead. Like it was, and and in difficult conditions, there were a million ways that could have gone sideways Mm -hmm. with the turnovers and the weather and so on and so forth. But they just kept at it and kept pushing and kept pushing. And then it was the score every bit reflected the the difference between the teams by the end of the game. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's actually funny that you mentioned that Rob about Texas state, not being Alabama. One of the questions we got today, which was directed mostly at me, I think for many comments I've made the last couple of weeks about how long until we could stop saying things like this isn't Towson anymore when the outcomes yeah. continue to prove exactly that most of the programs are in fact, not actually better than Towson, Delaware, William Mary Richmond. Um, I don't know. I disagree. Yeah. Right. I just, I don't think, I think Jamie's playing up to a better, to a higher standard right now. Yes. Um, and, and it's what we said. I, I just think there are individual talents that are very different. I, I will, I have to concede that maybe Texas state is a little further behind the rest of the conference than I even, than even I realized last mm-hmm. week, you know, but it's also hard to just say anything about that game with the weather. I, I if you weren't there, I, I really don't <laughs> like, it's such a bad game and I'm so impressed that JMU just kind of salted it away and, you know, didn't mess around at all. Um, so I don't know. We got to go on to Arkansas state, Rob, uh, Anything in particular you're concerned about or looking forward to this week? I think this is a, a different challenge, certainly than they faced on Saturday, just due to the quarterback. Um, I, I don't know if you watched any of Arkansas State yeah. play Saturday night. I, did. I tuned in for a little bit. I didn't. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to claim that I watched film or watched the whole game. Mm-hmm. They got some speed. That that they do the the returner returner uh, running back, running back guy receiver awesome. guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good. The QB, uh-huh. the transfer from Florida State, he he could scamper away from people. Like he could make guys miss, and also appears to have a rocket arm. So like they've got guys that can make plays. I think overall, mm-hmm. Jamie certainly is more talented, top to bottom. Yeah, but 
they've got guys who could get by in, you know, it, on the road, it's what JMU's second road game. It's, you know, the first one ever down there that I'm aware of. Have these teams ever played before? So I don't know. So I'm looking forward to see, like, this is a different sort of quarterback than they've seen in a couple weeks. And I'm excited to see how they rise to the challenge. Yeah. The, uh, the running back is legit slash yeah. kick returner guy. Number two is Listen. awesome. And, Really fast, yeah. I think I think what's going to happen this this weekend's really. We- I don't think Arkansas State's very good on defense, Rob. No, and I think they're particularly vulnerable to the pass, mm-hmm. which is funny because we've JMU's kind of had these two weeks in a row. Like, not that J- I mean JMU had some important plays in the past. I mean, big they had some big plays in the passing game against App, but the important thing in the App comeback was the balance of like, you know, I don't. I'm not going to remember that game as being like, oh, JMU just like threw all over them or something. No. You know, and then this week the weather kind of, you know, dictated a little bit the style of play, uh, or quite a bit, I think. The the way that J and and once JMU got up nineteen nothing at halftime, I think there was no doubt. And then they actually got up twenty six nothing, you know, early in the third quarter, and it became like we're not gonna <laughs> do much else. And I don't blame anyone for that. So uh, where this weekend, I I think JMU is going to score and maybe score a lot. Um. But I, it will be interesting to see how JMU's defense responds because if they don't play well, this could turn into a real track meet uh, with these two teams. Yeah, Arkansas State's averaging 394 yards of offense a game, mm-hmm. but giving up 361. Um, and a lot of this is is kind of schedule dependent. If you take a look at it, like yeah, didn't, didn't they play Ohio State? They did. Yeah, too. And then they've got another. You know, a couple. Uh, yeah, they played at Memphis, who's a, you know a, a real who's, team. Who's they decent. played at ODU, who has Ali. Who Jennings, beat them by like, a field goal. Beat them by a field goal, and then they won this week. Yeah, so and they played uh, Grambling fifty-eight. Yeah, so they, so they like, won their FCS game and their Louisiana Monroe game, and then they lost the three. You'd probably think. I, I mean, I don't know. The ODU game was close, you know. Yeah. So, and that was on the road. So yeah, I mean, they're they're a weird team. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Blackman's quite as he's definitely can still move around. I don't know if I think of him as like a devastating thrower. No, I don't. He misses things still. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why he he left Florida State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Um, You you don't do that if you're in the running for the Heisman or the starting job or anything. No, but this is a unique trip for JMU. They've never been, certainly never been to Jonesboro. Um, You know, first Sun Belt road, well, second Sun Belt road game, but App is not, you know. First of the new folks, right? Yeah, that was. I mean, that app thing was not not a long trip, and and obviously from a program standpoint, that had been done before. Um, yeah. The Arkansas State Stadium does have a waterfall in it, which looks very nice on TV. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, right? Uh, I'm not sure. So JMU is on NFL Network this week at 7 p.m., which is great from a viewing experience standpoint. I think many of us are going to be able to watch very simply. Uh, which is great. I don't know on NFL Network. I assume that they're going to have the home Arkansas State announcing crew. I don't know that NFL Network imports announcers for these. No, games. I, I think they just and acquire the the stream or acquire. I don't the know broadcast. if you had the volume on during your perusing of the game this past weekend, but um, our fans just just be prepared. Their color guy is very uh. There's a lot of our and we and yeah, a lot of time and right? yeah, so like it's uh, it's it's going to be an adventure uh, in that way, but very exciting times. I, you know, JMU is a ten point favorite. I think they opened as, which I was a little 
a little surprised for the first time. I think the Texas State one, I expected them to be a heavy favorite at home. This one felt like, okay. like Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I just, I don't know what to expect. And going back yeah. to that question about like, when are we going to stop, mm-hmm. I guess, hyping up all these teams? Yeah. Not this season. I mean, I'm going to go into every game being like, hey, we haven't seen this team before. Let's assume they're maybe better than what we're used to. I don't know. It's a valid point. You know, there are, every conference is is not going to be A plus football from top to bottom in the standings. Mm-hmm. But I think Arkansas State, it's fair to say, has has outperformed thus far. The yeah, I think so. Here. And I think they're building. And the West has in general. Yeah, the well, we're going to get there. Yeah, let's just do that now. I mean, huge win for South Alabama this week. Who yeah. beat Louisiana and took like firm, firm control of the West. And I think it's important for all of us to remember that South Alabama is like one botched trick play away from being 5-0 and with a win over UCLA. Undefeated UCLA. Is undefeated correct? UCLA. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like really good. Um, like that win, that almost win is looking better and better every week. So yeah, I think the West is, and then Troy, uh, you know, really took it to Western Kentucky this week, yeah. which is a pretty decent, you know, I, we, we like to make fun of the Conference USA, but just like JMU blowing out middle, you know, Troy take, beating Western Kentucky is a big deal too. So yeah, those were good wins um, for everybody. Um, and like you said, and Georgia State going up and winning at West Point this week mm-hmm. was, you know, we said they were the best 0-4 team and here we go. So I just, I don't think we're going to stop being worried about these teams in a different way than we have before <laughs> until we get through a whole season at least. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Um, you know, I, I was trying to think, Rob, Rob, I guess this brings us to, I didn't know if you had anything else specifically Arkansas State. I have some fun, like, season look-aheads while we, we as we get into the uh, pie-in-the-sky portion of the show. No, let's move on. I'm not, let's I mean, I watched, I watched a quarter of the game. I'm not going prepare, to pretend to be an expert on the okay. on the Red Wolves. So we got a question, and I, I don't know how, I'm interested in your answer because I know what mine will be, Rob. But at Hall Jones asked us, how confident are you in the JMU kicking game post-Radke? Um, more confident than I was a week ago. That's how you I know, uh, yep. wise was one for one, but mm-hmm. as we've mentioned 6 million times on this podcast, it was not great weather conditions. No. Um, I thought he did a good job. I think kicking is one of the things you just got to get a couple in you and, you know, get the confidence up. So yeah, I mean, Racky was the record holder and all that, but let, let's also admit that the extra COVID year has something to do with those NCAA all-time records. Not to say the guy wasn't great and made great oh, kicks, yeah. but when we talk about him being the best ever, well, yeah, he had an extra year. So yeah. um, they're certainly replacing kind of a JMU legend and those are yeah. tough shoes to fill. But I'm I'm a little more optimistic about the state of the position, certainly mm-hmm. than our guest last week was. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think Wise can come into it. I think it would be nice if he – I don't want to, this game to come down to like the final kick, no. but it would be nice to see him get a couple opportunities just to knock a few through and continue. Yeah, I was actually confidence. glad when JMU did kick the field goal. I was too. In the second quarter this week. Just like, I understood why they went for it on the first try, the one we've already talked about, yeah. uh, where Latrell got stopped. They were, it was fourth and goal at the one. Like I, you gotta, I'm all for going for that. Um, but I was actually kind of glad to see them line up and knock it through the second time. So yeah, just I'm for the confidence you. reasons or just for the confidence. Yeah. yeah just no, get them out there, get them some reps, you know? And yeah, I, I, I'm not down on the kicking game. I'm also just in general. So Arkansas state, I think has one of the, it's always hard to know special teams through five weeks is 
it's tough to like, you know, have quality numbers from an analytics. Particularly when you're looking at a Grambling and Ohio State game in two of those. Yeah, exactly. But Arkansas State is one of the better special teams teams in the country so far. Um, And this will be a good challenge for JMU. I don't think they've been really, they haven't been really challenged by our returner yet. And they will be this week. And Lang is legit. He's the real deal. Yeah. And they, you know, they, they, they make some field goals, like it all around. But overall, it's not just kicking post-Radke. It's like the whole thing. Like I've been happy with the, the kickoffs. We've all been delighted with lots of touchbacks. Um, Josh Surratt returning punts has been a real positive, And I thought he handled it much smarter this week than he did uh, the week previous, the app game. Like he, I thought he did a good job of just like the weather's terrible. Get away from it a little yeah. bit. Um, so that, that was good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm hopeful for wise to just keep, keep coming into your own, like just keep developing confidence little by little. Yeah. And, I, and they, you know, they have two more weeks here where they should have plenty of opportunities to kick extra points and field goals. Um, regardless of whether they're winning or losing, I, I think Jamie will score against Arkansas state and Georgia Southern. So you know, hey, he was one for one field goals, five for five extra points, all done in the rain, wet field. Yep, it's, it was a big step forward and more reasons to be optimistic. Yep. So our next one, Rob, this is where we're really getting at, off the rails here about, um, but let's enjoy it while we can. Well, that's what we do best. Yeah. Let's, let's enjoy it while we can. Okay. At underscore not Jimmy Fallon, uh, Andrew, could the undefeated Dukes without a postseason finish top 10? I'd like to ask the question before it's too late and also enjoy the ridiculous speculation. Thank you for that. I, I, I appreciate that perspective. Yeah. Um, I think top 10, what do you think, Rob? I think top 10 is probably a little high. Um, yeah, the, the answer is no. The answer is no. I think top. Could they, should they? D- different questions. Yes. But they won't. It, it ain't going to happen. There's just top that inherent 20, bias. I think um, they, could, they could get into the top 20 by the end of the season. Undefeated, 100%. I'll, I'll stay 100% in their top 20. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, Top yeah. 10, they'll just say, oh, it'll be a great story. It'll yes. be a lot of publicity, but no, they won't be top and 10. And I don't remember how far down the list goes, but I think, it, isn't it like top, I don't even remember, like the whole thing with like, if you're a group of five, I know we're not supposed to use the term group of five and we don't want to, but for this year, we're going to continue using it. Like, I think it's going to be really hard for them to get into like the top 16 or the top 14. There's one of those that's like a, a cutoff for even being eligible for the playoff. And yeah. obviously I think like everyone at the end of the season, these things get a little squirrely in terms of suddenly the group of five team that was 14th is 17th for some reason often. And yeah, I think we could see that. I, I think James, yeah, I think 15 is about as high as they could hope to get um, without a postseason of any kind. Uh, but t- like you said, I think top 20 would be guaranteed if you finish 11 and 0 you'd be a big story and everyone would be happy to just keep you in there at number 19 or whatever. Yeah. But if um, you just look at the numbers, I mean like no, no matter what happens, Bama, Ohio state, Clemson, Georgia, mm-hmm. probably Michigan locked into the top, top 10 mm-hmm. right yep. there. So you, so you got five more spots Yeah, and then you're looking at, you know, whatever we can go from there, but it's just the numbers work against you. There's a certain amount of inertia in these polls uh-huh. where if you start off on the top, you, you can only fall so mm-hmm. far. Um, yep. Maybe well, Texas and, being the exception. These teams are going to keep losing. This was a good week for JMU. A bunch of teams from like, I don't know, 
15 to 25 lost, like seven of them or something. So like we said, though, there were a lot of teams like UCLA and TCU that were not already in the top 25 who needed to be up there, you know, arguably deserve to be up there ahead of JMU. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't have any real issue this week. I think last week I was actually a little more disappointed with that. They didn't get a little more of a nudge this week. I kind of felt like, okay, I like everybody ahead of them made some sense to me. Yeah. Um, we'll see. And you look at like USC, I guess is number six, who knows mm-hmm. what'll happen with them. They're not going to have that many opportunities to lose. So you figure worst case, there yeah. may be what, two losses. One oh, yeah. game regular season, one ball. in the top 10 right now is probably dropping out unless well, they have I mean, that. you got Oklahoma state, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Penn state, those yeah, Ole Miss, Ole Miss yeah. and Penn state have multiple losses on their schedule. Yeah. Yeah. They, but they, then they, after that, you're just looking at, you know, NC state, wake forest, BYU, TCU, UCLA, Kansas is going to be, you know, continue to rise as they go up there. Kansas State. It's just, you're going to have a lot of teams who will probably finish with like one or two losses. And then you're going to have teams, you know, Coastal is going to, well, Coastal, let's say they finish with one loss or something like Mm -hmm. that. Cincinnati. So it's just, it's just tough. Um, But I would say it's, I'll say it right now. They go undefeated, absolute lock top 20. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they're on the verge now uh, in the top twenty-five. I was going to say. So, what do you what do you think, Rob? Is it one more win, or does it need two more wins? <sighs> Let's, I guess you it look just at, depends on everybody else, right? You need everybody else. I mean, yeah. you've, you yeah, teams five off the spot. I do think one thing I will say that in their favor, if they win this week, is my initial thinking two weeks ago was if they win Texas State and Arkansas State, they would get in there. And I yeah. do think more people around the country are realizing that JMU exists mm-hmm. and is like a legitimate team that you can vote for. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I, I think that that is helping them at the moment and will continue to, if they win this week. Um, and you look at I the telling, like Mississippi state plays Arkansas. Mm-hmm. They're 23 LSU plays Tennessee. If the favorites win those games, both those teams could fall out of the top 25. Correct. And there's uh-huh. even some teams like Florida State is now unranked. I think they're like 26th or 27th, depending on how you read the poll. Yeah. But like they've got more losses coming too. Syracuse, you know, NC State this week. Syracuse is bad. They don't play this week, I think. No, they play NC State. Oh, they do play. Yeah. So they could be gone yeah. after this week. Yeah. Or, or NC State, 14. Like Baylor dropped out. I think Baylor was 16 last week. They lost. Like yeah. NC State would be four and two. Uh-huh. They were ten last week. Okay, that'd be yeah, two in a row. Out. They could drop out. Like weird stuff happens on the tail end. It's it's very cyclical. But yeah, I, I, I'm having fun with this. I'm like, oh, let's rank the Dukes. But the mere fact that they're getting votes, their first one in FBS, that's the takeaway. Whether the votes land them at 24 or 31, like they are now, it's kind of unimportant. It's yeah. the fact that they're four and zero and part of the national conversation. That that to me is the takeaway. Is the takeaway for sure. I actually answered the. Breeze questionnaire today. My favorite part about the season was being being in the national conversation. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, I I would love them to get to the top twenty five. Oh, and as much be as it means would they win the next game? You know, one or two games. Yeah, um, what it would mean, and that kind of takes me to our next question, Rob. Um, at Doug Lay, who asks a lot of good questions usually of us, says if we win our next two games and are ranked going into the Marshall game, do you think we get College Game Day? Um. <sighs> This was on my list already. Uh, I will only say I don't know if you want to go in on. Uh, go ahead, Rabbi. Uh, what what day is that's the twenty twenty second of October? Yeah. Hmm, let's pull up the old schedule. See who's playing then. Um, oh, there's a bunch of games that are big helmet games in terms of like 
They look like big games, but I think there's there's fairly legitimate arguments there are not going to be like massive games ahead of them. I will say I don't think JMU will get game day that week. I actually don't care. Mississippi State, Bama, yep. Syracuse, Clemson, yep. Ole Miss, LSU, UCLA, Oregon. That could be a surprisingly mm-hmm. interesting game. Yep. Kansas State, TCU. Yeah. No, uh, no. There, there's too many other stories like Washington, Cal. No, not really. Um, yeah. I don't think so. I think the fact that they already did one Sun Belt school mm-hmm. this year makes a difference. Um, don't hate me, Marshall people, but right now Marshall is not really that big of a draw. You know, beginning of the season, I yes. think JMU fans, we had that circle because we want to beat Marshall and Marshall's very big in our consciousness because what right. they and knew they the region. And they beat Notre Dame and it got like, and they beat Notre oh, Dame. Yeah. But otherwise it's been kind of a, I mean, it's a good season, but mm-hmm. if they rattle off three or four wins, it's great. But it's not like that's, you know, some sort of game to decide the Sun Belt East or anything. So I don't think so. Um, and I'm okay with that. I, yes. <laughs> this is kind of a hot take here, but like, I don't want it to become a regular thing for JMU. I don't want to be one of those kind of jaded fan bases that, you know, has a couple hundred people mm-hmm. on the quad for game day because they're they're going to come every year. I like that it's really special. I like that we can hold our head up high and say, you know, they've come to our school twice and it was you know, arguably the biggest crowds ever both times. But like, I want it to be a special thing. I don't want it to be like, hey, here's our first year of FBS. And literally every awesome thing that could have happened happened and all fell into place. Like, I don't want to become a jaded, spoiled fan base. <laughs> and part of me fears that that could happen. I still want to have a lot to, to strive for and to appreciate about this. So I'm okay with it taking a couple a couple mm-hmm. more years. Um, and I don't know if people want to light me up for that, have at no. it, but. No, I have, I have two, th- I'm, this, I'm exactly like you, Rob. And I have two kind of thoughts on this. One is I would much, much, much prefer to be ranked than to host game day. Yeah. Like. Well, we've done know, one twice. We haven't done the other ever. Correct. Yeah. Like that would be cool as hell. And I also am really, really, you know, this is a, this is an interesting two weeks coming up. They go to Jonesboro, Arkansas and Statesboro, Georgia. These are two places they've never been with legit, you know, four or five star offensive talents, even if arguably JMU, you know, is and should be favored in both games. Um, These are FBS teams, right? And, you know, it's, what is it? Butch Jones and, Clay Helton coming up, like people know these teams and, you know, like these are hard. I I would love to see us just get through these two weeks and be five and oh, six and oh, like the conversation will come whether game day comes or not. Yeah. That's the thing I'm loving right now and would love to see continue. The other point on this, Rob, is if while we're in the pie in the sky world here and just having fun, the much bigger game day argument right now is not the Marshall game. It's coastal. It's thanks. It's coastal yeah. for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, and look, Thanksgiving weekend is Georgia to Georgia tech. That's Clemson, South Carolina, Florida, Florida state. Like that is rivalry. Like, like there are tons of games all over the country, Washington, Wazoo, right? The apple cup. There are games all over the country that are way bigger than coastal JMU. But I will say, but I think we can all agree that if we got to the point where we were looking at an undefeated or a 10 and one coastal 
who is competing for the New Year's Six slot at a really interesting story. Like if JMU were 10 and 0, that would be the story of the, you know, that would be a massive story in college football at that point. Yeah. Because it would also mean we beat Louisville and Marshall and, you know, like there would be games to have won before that. So to me, that's the bigger game day thing. Um, yeah. I mean, you got me, that whole like, Auburn, Alabama thing. Oh, I know. There. <laughs> right. There's also like, that's a, you know, there's, but that's an every year thing. That's the story. Right. The story is the same every year, whether or those teams, you're looking at a team, like they just moved up from FCS and they're playing to go undefeated and they're not allowed in. Yeah. Like this is their postseason. That's a really fun story. Yeah, absolutely. If they're playing a team that is actually competing with them for the title, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I think that's the one everyone's sleeping on a little bit. I mean, can you imagine 11 and 0 coastal at 10 and 0 JMU? That would be, that would be an awesome game. It would be off the charts. Yeah. And it would be a great game. Even if, you know, like if I were a fan and this was coastal at whoever, right? Like the, remember the coastal BYU game two years ago yeah. was the game of the year. You know, and that's the kind of thing that this would be like for fans who pay attention to this stuff. It'd be awesome. So that's my game day rant. Um, I think JMU's percentage, according to Bill Conley, is like they have like a four percent chance of getting there undefeated or something. So you know, yeah. we're not getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah, yeah. we got to win Saturday night. They do. I did enjoy that Louisville lost to Boston College this week, mm-hmm. um, not because it, I, you know, whatever, just because I hope the wheels come off Louisville before we play them. Kind of. So, yeah. That, that would be fantastic. That would be great. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, anyways, uh, I don't think we had anything else. I was, I was sad for once that ODU lost. They almost pulled it off. Yeah. The one time I ever root for them and they got to go out and lose to Liberty. So, yeah. Um, Coastal. Coastal is also hanging on by the skin of their teeth. They are. I don't know if that's them. like, hey, they're, they're fraudulent or team of destiny. I can't well, go. It's hard for me too because all these teams in the Sun Belt, I'm like, well, like everyone's pretty close, you know? Yeah. Did you watch the the end of the Coastal game though? That Little run at the portal? end where the dude, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looked like Vince Carter in the Olympics jumping up over that dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the most athletic things I've ever seen. That was really cool. Yeah. So all of those were really fun. Thank you to everybody who um, interacted, sent us stuff. Uh, I'm sure we'll have more next week if we keep doing this. Uh, it's been fun. That part's really cool. I was trying to think what else. Is there anything else? Can we shout out field hockey? Tough yeah, loss, yeah, but good, just the, point, kind yeah. of the, the one team that is playing oh, um, yeah. without conference affiliation really has put together a tough schedule for itself and went out and lost an overtime uh, battle. Two to one to Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's really cool to see the way that they've responded and they've taken on the challenge of not having a conference affiliation by just scheduling who's ever willing to come play them. And they're battling in there and doing what they can to remain in consideration for an NCAA at large. And uh, we're exactly. pulling for them as we always do, but especially this year, because they really were the one program that, you know, got a little bit of the short end of the stick here. Yeah, they're seven and four against one of the nation's toughest schedules. They're playing very well. They've had multiple wins over top, other top 20 teams. They are ranked like 18th. Yeah. Um, they're home this Sunday. They are home for Iowa, another good team. So Sunday at 11. There are a couple of good Sunday games in town this week if you are yeah. in the area. And a fun fact, Iowa field hockey outscores Iowa football. <laughs> Well, not really, but no, that I assume it's possible. Of course it does. Of course it does. Because yeah. I will, God, I will, oh my, 
Well, when your nepotism is a hell of a drug. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, and then the other team we wanted to shout out is women's soccer just continues rolling. Yeah. Uh, a real seven, two, and three on the season, three, oh, and one, or something like that in the Sun Belt. Um, this past week was very typical of them with three one nil wins over Coastal ODU and App and a nil nil draw with Southern Miss. Yeah. So this team just is. There's like a the, formula. Yeah. They're like the Italy of women's soccer here. Mm-hmm. Um, they play Thursday, I think, at Texas State. And then they come home Sunday for South Al. Uh, and that's at noon. Both of those games are on ESPN, Plus, by the way. So Sunday, you have soccer at noon and field hockey at 11. If either of those, um, if you're in town and want to go check them out, um, both those teams have legitimate chances at, you know, really important postseason runs this year. So we just wanted to mention them for sure. I don't think I had much else. I did want to say, Rob, I had a really good time. I did sit at the game with the Kozlowskis, a couple rows in front of us, had a wonderful time. They are on the Parents Council this year, which is making me feel much better about the direction of the Parents Council at JMU. Uh, it was great to see them. They were braving it, braving the weather for sure with their um, current Duke on fi- on Parents Weekend <laughs> as parents. So that was fun. She never That's- had a chance of going anywhere else. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, and it just made me feel ancient, but we really had a good time. And then a big congratulations to my neighbor across the street, um, Sean and Morgan. We had a little JMU wedding this weekend up here in Northern Virginia and I know they're big, both big fans. There were all kinds of like JMU kids in and around our neighborhood this week here for a much younger wedding than, than, than <laughs> ours. But, but yeah, that was really cool. So this weekend's going to be really fun. Game's at 7 p.m. I'm looking forward to having a night game NFL Network, Rob. I don't know about you, but that should be fun. Man, I was watching the, was it, was it Saints and Vikings yesterday? Oh yeah, yeah. The early yeah. morning game, and they're running promos for the JMU game. When I, I was like, it was really cool. And again, it's one of those things that I say, like, I got to get used to the fact that hey, Jamie's going to show up in highlights and everything, and I got to stop being so excited. But yeah. this one was cool, and you like, you're just watching a commercial, and they're showing like, you know, I, I don't know who it was, Centeo or Percy or somebody running. They're like undefeated James Madison visits Jones, yeah. and you're like, what? Like what? You don't expect to see that when watching an NFL game. So no, and that, I actually that was say- really neat. I didn't think that our place at Bryce had, I didn't think we had NFL network. Mm-hmm. And so I'd kind of thought like, Oh, that's okay. Like we can go down to the little bar there at the resort and watch the game. Like I know they have NFL network because people watch games on Sunday. Um, and then I found out this, uh, we were down there and I, I did the same as you. I flipped on the NFL game. Yeah. Like when I woke up Sunday morning and I was like, Oh, we do have this channel. And now they're showing JMU commercials. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's great. So uh, just enjoy it while you can, everybody. You know, like this weekend's really fun. Hope the Dukes can win it. They're going, what do they fly to Memphis on Friday, I think. And then it's about an hour drive, if I remember. Yeah, from, from yeah. Kara. Yeah, so really fun. There's another guy, Howl Razor, who mm-hmm. is another, another good follow on Twitter for Arkansas State stuff. And he kind of and- covers the Sun Belt generally a little bit. And if people yeah. don't have time to check out our podcast with Kara that we will post, um, yeah. remember Jonesboro is a dry county. Now that is, they say it's the wettest dry county in the world. Yes. You can go and still get served at 
bars and restaurants with membership. You got to pay a fee or something like that. It sounds kind of similar to the old Utah rules. Like in Park City, when you go on ski vacations, Mm -hmm. you got to be a member or something like that. Um, But I believe people buy all of their booze before tailgating at the adjacent town 10 miles away. But just plan appropriately if you're going to tailgate and you do want to partake in some adult beverages, um, get them before you cross into Jonesburg. Jonesburg. Yes, if our like St. Louis or Dallas people are driving, um, pick it up at home. If you're flying into Memphis, get it as soon as you get your rental car in Tennessee. Yes, (laughs) so there you go. Um, Otherwise, I will talk to you next week, Rob. Yeah, have a good week, everybody. All right, go Dukes. Thank you.